Hey, welcome to the intermission. My name is Teague Christie. I'm sitting here with Brian William Fenifter. Greetings. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. Reading a magazine about Muppets and Trey the Amazing Stokes. Not reading a magazine about Muppets. Nobody's perfect, Trey. I'll give it to you next. Okay. <laughs> this week we thought it'd be cool to talk a little bit about uh, uh, content and content creation, content creators, and how their job is different and what their limitations are and what their assets are working on uh, TV, network, HBO, basic cable versus even, you know, big, expansive miniseries-type projects. Internet, I hear, is big, too. And internet stuff, too. It's just talking about the differences between um, uh, approaching those projects and the resulting stuff you get. And we, we were just talking... Uh, I'll just... I'll lead with something that Dorkman just said and then Trey disagreed with, so I know there's something to talk about here. <laughs> oh, shit. Would, ah. would Game of Thrones have worked as <laughs> a movie? The magazine goes down. Well, I, I do agree with, with what he said. What I said is that Game of Thrones basically wouldn't have worked as a movie and he disagreed he said you could have made a movie out of it I, I did, well but. it wasn't that it wouldn't work it's like they, they could have made it as a movie and just chopped the story way 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 down yeah. and we would have gone eh, you know and it would have ended there like I'm Golden certainly Compass. not saying that it isn't vastly superior as a HBO series that right. does virtually every word and scene from the book not only well here's the thing about uh, about that opportunity it not only does every every bit from the book it actually with this with this long book, which is the shortest of them, yeah. so far, but um, it's got this long book. It's got ten hours, and it's actually adding scenes as yeah. well that aren't in the book. Um, which to it, flesh out the actual show. Well, yeah, which it has. Hell the yeah, of high doing. five, motherfucker! Or to yeah. connect some dots, and you know. Well, it dramatizes some things. I haven't read the, the Game of Thrones books, but my supposition would be that it, it dramatizes things that the book just kind of says. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. It's, yeah. There's stuff in the narration. That is like where the book is telling you the the show actually has to show you. Well, that's it, it how either it, it either shows you or, or characters have to have a conversation about right. it because the narration can't say and his mind went back to blah 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 like right. that. You can do that in a book. You can't do that in a show. So they actually have to have a conversation about that stuff so that the audience knows it because some of it is important to the story. But on the subject of getting that show made and distributed. It's the, it's I, the I don't even know how that happened. I know. Yes. Well, yeah. It's, <laughs> how it's that amazing that it did. We wish we knew because then we would repeat that until it didn't yeah. work anymore. Uh, but it's the sort of accepted wisdom that you're – well, how, do, how would you define a stereotypical uh, highfalutin but basic cable channel like a Fax and AMC show versus an HBO show versus an NBC show? What what is sort of the smell? There's not of a lot of difference those. between HBO and and basic cable, other than you can have lots and lots of tits and sex and violence on HBO, and you're somewhat somewhat limited on on cable, although not as limited as you are on broadcast. You're not. It, I, I, you yes. certainly get away you, with, with. You get more. away with a couple more bad words. Yeah, and and and, some and, side and, boot of it, and darker material, but that's more the sensibility than than any kind of censorship. The the my answer, the broad stroke is, and this applies to studio features as well, is that network television. We're talking about basically the f- now four networks, and it's still, to me, it's kind of weird that we have four networks. When ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox? Fox. Fox, yeah. Fox has pretty much become a network, and CW pr- likes to sort of be a network, but it's not really a full network the way the others are. But uh, The CW is still a hilarious punchline for basically any joke. Yeah. I don't, I, it just, it's like, we're the CW now. It's like, we still don't care. Yeah. yeah. High and five, that, WB. Whatever. Yeah, and okay. the C- well, the but CW the, was the... the Amalgamation of when the WB and UPN both failed miserably. Like yeah, instead of just dying out altogether, they came they, together. I have an life, idea. We'll call it WBUPN. Yeah, just call yourself whatever you want. VD. Yeah, that's PMS. Right. I, I don't. I don't yeah. <laughs> but they've got you know they they do have some shows. You know it's it's really. I don't know what the definition point between it's like you're not a network you're just a lot of syndication nice. but uh, you know using someone else's channel but but um, but that's how Fox started Fox really you know and Fox is our budgets doing that I well, mean Fox it, can I, I'll finish the actual sentence right. I was going for which oh, was yeah. broadcast television and f- studio feature motion pictures need to make a whole lot of money 
And they do that by trying to appeal to the broadest possible base, which is why it's almost like, oh, damn it, the dog piddled in the house again. Well, that's what the dog does. So yeah. when you complain about network television, it's all dumbed down. Yeah, they make it that way because they want to try and get everyone on the planet to watch. That's right. how they make their money. Right. A, movie, a movie makes its money by getting everyone on the planet to go see it. So they, you know, oh, you have a challenging concept? That's not going to bring grandma to the theater. That's not going to make grandma watch the show. So that's got to go. Um, so you're, you know, you're going to see that for the most part. Every so often something will slip through the cracks or they'll go, oh, you know, you're famous or rich or we like you, Aaron Sorkin, so you can make a show that's a little off the beaten path. But, but mainstream movies and network television are going to be where you find the lowest common denominator stuff. It's designed that way. It's made to be that way. Whereas basic cable, while ratings matter, doesn't live and die by ratings because basic cable and even and even more so HBO, you already gave them your money. Yeah. You paid them. It's not commercial driven, even though they have commercials, but it's not as commercial driven. And it's not trying to get quite as much of a market share. So it's basic cable and HBO even more are willing to try something that's like, okay, not everyone's going to want to watch this. Grandma in Des Moines is not going to like this show. But the kid in the basement is going to love this fucking show. Uh, and they will do things that are a little more niche, a little more challenging, and they don't have as many restrictions either on content, you know, just in terms of, of the FCC and things like that. HBO can put on anything they want, any language. They can do as much sex. They can do full-on orgies if they want to. They haven't yet, but I'm waiting. If they stay faithful right? to the rest of the Game of Thrones books, hello, watch out. It's going to happen. But um, but uh, but that really, that's the breakdown, is is you... It's a, It's an equation. It's a matter of... Do you spend the money to make five million people? Yeah, kind of. You know, tune into your show most of the time, or five thousand people make sure they watch your show every and fucking buy your week and, and love your show. Yeah, and, and get buy, your Breaking and, Bad posters and buy the well, buy the DVD box sets and and do all those sorts yeah, of things. Right. And and like you said about HBO, you already gave them your money. I mean, we signed up for HBO just to watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. We we got a subscription, but that money. Then goes to you know that, every other that show money HBO. subsidizes that, that money is going to, to whatever else you know yeah and and yeah. Boardwalk Empire and stuff like HBO you socialists but and um, that's why that's why that's why HBO swings for the fences because the first time I was aware of that com- of that phenomenon was Sopranos when I met mm. someone who picked up their HBO subscription when the Sopranos season began and then dropped it when the Sopranos was over oh wow um, you know and that's 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 the for, for HBO that's the that's the home run it's mm-hmm. like if we come up with a show where people will literally subscribe to us just for that show they don't even give a shit about the rest of our content <laughs> right it's, that's it, the that's the show we want it's economically worth it for a certain subset of commu- uh, consumers 5,000 10,000 people to pay <laughs> I don't know how much is a is a HBO bill I'm not sure like, like, two arms like, and a baby yeah, yeah, it's actually yeah, it's, it's not that much anymore. Usually, it's bundled with something else, but it's like it's but, at know, least twenty. It used to be twenty, really 20 bucks yeah. a month to yeah. pay for a one particular show, and then you multiply that by however many shows that are hopefully as successful. That and that's the economic equation that they're running. In the chat room, Doctor Submarine says HBO has a dozen shows that absolutely nobody watches, but they don't really care, and they don't care. They, I mean, yeah. you know, because they're because they win awards. First of all, you always you know you want to have your yeah, no one watches it, but that's because it's you're a douchebag because it's a quality show. Tream is is not particularly successful. Treme, Treme, I, I like Tream. See, us. <laughs> Treme, um, Treme is not particularly successful, um, but they're in like the, they just greenlit like the third season, I think. 
um, because it's it's you know got quality to it because they like when it's about it's about a serious topic because boy you can't go wrong by pulling on the New Orleans heartstring New Orleans was flooded and it's sad you know it's like you, and you get tax breaks for shooting there too so I happen you know, to know a little bit about the production of a show that goes onto one of those pay cable networks uh, the, the HBO Cine, Cinemax Showtime sort of networks um, and it, one of their mandates has a show uh, because they know when this show will be airing is you have to have a certain amount of nipples in your show, re- kind of regardless of what it is. <laughs> yeah. We just need to do that. But And then the resulting show isn't a porn or anything like that. It's just a show that has a bunch of nudity scenes well, that... rather indiscriminately. Just up, So they, they're meeting a quota. So I know that's going on in at least one of those networks. They have that, a that happened with, uh, they have a movie awesome. quota. Movie quota. <laughs> that happened with uh, Which party. was my ska band name. Yeah. <laughs> That happened with uh, Party Down, which is a great underrated mm. show that was on HBO or Showtime, one of the two. Not HBO, I don't think. Uh, Showtime. It must have been Showtime then. And it was it's a great show that's on uh, Netflix now, I think, and I highly recommend it. But it was they th- it, uh, they talk about the fact that it, um, the guy that did Veronica Mars, what was his name? The Matchbox Twenty Matchbox Twenty guy. He was uh, he was the creator, the showrunner. Oh, and Rob, he said, you know, Rob something. Rob Rob Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Is it actually the, the same guy? Same <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the Matchbox Twenty guy. <laughs> he was a he was a show. I like his music. He was a showrunner. Like, he was yeah. a showrunner. He was a showrunner on Veronica Mars and then uh, Party Down. But anyway, he was talking about how the network Showtime so weird. was you know <laughs> was actively saying seems you know, unlikely, can we, can but okay. bring more. Someone, someone fact check that for us, please. <laughs> is that like Christopher Lloyd? Is uh, yeah, Christopher Lloyd. There's there's two Christopher Lloyd. It's not that Christopher Lloyd, right? Anyway, he was he he has talked about that in the production of Party Down about how the network is like you do more more booby stuff more naked stuff and there's there's a orgy house party scene and there's a <laughs> porn party scene that were done specifically because they were trying to fulfill those notes yeah. but but here uh, is there is there anything else we want to go along the line of the booby quota right now <laughs> no no <laughs> i have another topic please that carry I on i just want to institute a booby quota here that's all yeah, yeah. yeah. um <laughs> moving on but uh something, something that is else? not that rob thomas Oh, okay. I, yeah, I didn't think so because that's the same guy that that's the same I guy that was mind blown. That's the same guy that did the reboot of nine hundred two one zero and gave it to Gabe and Jeff. And so I'm just like, yeah, that's no, that's a different. Somehow okay. there are it's two weird Rob Thomases. It, it's yeah, oh, no, okay. it's weird because it's Robert Thomas. I mean, they, how, well, many, they, how many could there be? The thing is, they reference match like they do inside jokes about that. In, well, they, yeah, maybe that's the joke, but maybe, that, that must be the joke. And they caught you. Yeah, they did. Okay, haha, trolled. Rob Thomas, born August fifteenth, nineteen sixty five, is an American author, producer, and screenwriter. Best known as the author of the nineteen ninety six novel Rats Saw God. Yeah. Well, I wonder what it's like to be a best known really because I I've heard of those other things and not. I'd store them in boxes with little yellow tags. Anyway. <laughs> what was the thing you wanted to get off on when you you got sick of the booby <laughs> quota? What what I was going to say is something else that also interests me is it used to be, um, kind of I I guess you could say a trope, but it used to be understood that TV wasn't serious. TV wasn't serious yeah, storytelling. Right. You know, serious actors wouldn't do TV and stuff like that. Serious it was the dregs of Hollywood. It was the it was the dregs. When your yeah, career's that's, over, that's when you that's where you go to die. TV, exactly. Yeah, right. Where, but now you go to the guest spot on Gilligan's Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but now it's actually become somewhere even even networks i mean i mean it winds up getting dumbed down sometimes before the pilot is even out of the gate as <laughs> yeah. we discussed last week but but they try to they try to do more than sitcoms they try and turn things into serial dramas i mean we had heroes and stuff like that that you know 
failed it, miserably. It, but it eventually, well, it, it went well, downhill. Four seasons is not yeah. quite the, as miserable. No, story on a, a storytelling story yeah. standpoint, yeah, I, I it failed mean, miserably. I mean, story-wise, they tend to go downhill. <laughs> Wait, because, I'm sorry, on what standpoint? Yeah. I do, who are you and why are you in my office? Yeah. <laughs> Heroes was huge. Yeah. We want more heroes like that. That's what we want. Need, we need our heroes. But um, but but the point is that they're that it is now considered viable to be like we're going to tell a story and we're going to expect you to tune in every yeah. week and that's not just soap opera. It's a, it's a weird yeah, it's a weird turnaround and, and we've touched on this in other episodes and and so on. Is and you guys sort of get into the blockbuster thing. It's like mm-hmm. Hollywood. Hollywood used to make serious movies. In the past thirty years, that's basically gone away. Mm-hmm. You know, now now it's a rarity when they make a serious movie. If you want to do serious, I mean, this is this is just sort of a given. Is if you want to be paid a huge amount of money and be ass raped creatively, you go work for Pan Am or Terra Nova and mm-hmm. let the studio, you know, make you bend over every week and and put out something dumb. And be careful where you park your Ferrari. That's mm-hmm. exactly. Just be careful where you park your Ferrari because they will uh, tow you. They, yeah. those <laughs> they parking totally will. They add up. Um, I wonder if they get more pleasure, like the guys that tow, tra- tow shit, if they're like, Lamborghini, I'm me, me, I, uh, me. I was please, in the car first. Please let me tow the Lamborghini. Um, and it's the same with, you know, movies is now, you know, indie movies would be the ones about monsters and zombies and mainstream movies would be the, the Oscar winners right. and now it's the other way around. Roger Corman would have made Avatar yeah. and yeah. Uh, Soderbergh would have made King's Speech or something. I yeah. mean, we've we've had that conversation before and I was just thinking about it because the, the – uh, Snow White and the Huntsman trailer just came out, mm-hmm. and I'm watching it, and I'm like, you know, it's, I mean, Kristen Stewart's starring in it, and who knows if it's any good, but I'm just watching this. What what is a really good, a really good case for the term reimagining of a, <laughs> of a, an old legend and stuff like that, and I'm like, even if this sucks. If you are a sci-fi and fantasy fan, it's a fucking great time in the movies because they're <laughs> yeah. making these movies That's all, they make. all the time. Yeah. That's all they make now. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I would disagree with that to some point because it would be. A, it's a good time. It would be a great time if the majority of these were any yeah, good we're whatsoever. Very, we're very, we're, we're worth watching. Yeah. That's true, but the majority of nothing is any good whatsoever. And we should point out Sturgeon's you know, Law. Sturgeon's yeah. Law. We should point out actually, Brian and I are on board with this um, because we both happen to have seen this is only vaguely to do with anything. But uh, as we said, sometimes something slips through the cracks. Um, Brian, are you with me that we both recommend? Because it's kind of sci-fi in its way. It is. It's the very movie, hard sci-fi. Yeah. The, the movie Contagion, yeah, which is a, absolutely a, a great, great movie. It's it's science fiction in the sense of what if a massive outbreak of a hideously fatal disease suddenly just happened? It's well, and it's a it's, it's, so it's not really science fiction. It's, TV tropes would you, would call would ascribe the trope of uh, next Sunday AD to it. It's like yeah. it's it's the future. It's basically tomorrow. It really is technically tomorrow. the it's, future. It's, this yeah. ha- you know, it's it's a modern day story. It's not science fiction, but it feels like science fiction because they really do get into really great detail about. Well, what really happens? I mean, it's not like a hysterical Hollywood movie. It's like, mm-hmm. really, what would happen? Right. You know, what does the center of disease control do? What would be the steps the government would take? What would society, how would society react? Um, and especially with um, the, uh, the Jude <laughs> Law character, Jude Law character who, is, who represents, so which is so great what they did with the Jude Law character. Yes. He's, he's the internet dude who says the government's lying. And what happens in his plot thread is fantastic. Um, and it's a, anyway, it's a great movie. So, so it just you know, you can, if you're Steven Soderbergh it. and you've made Ocean's Eleven and Ocean's Twelve and Ocean's Thirteen, you get to make your smart movie. You get you, to make for sixty million dollars. You get to make Contagion, with, as long as you put every star in Hollywood <laughs> in it, which it has. Anyway, uh, so like I said, the, I'm just I'm just pointing out that sometimes they get out the gate. Sometimes they somehow do. and true. Contagion, I put high on that list. I want to make note of something in the chat room before we move on to another topic that we had uh, kind of geared up for this. But uh, David Strapendus in the chat says serial TV works. Because of DVDs and the lack of importance of syndication. 
Is syndication becoming less of a thing now with DVRs and DVDs? Essentially, and watching dead. it on iTunes for and all for, that? for for certainly for hour long dramas. Um, not as much for comedies, but uh, yeah. But as a, a first run syndication is is effectively gone. I I I think what what you said about the DVR that's actually probably a very important factor because people can keep up with their shows. They can record yeah. the, the show that they like, and if they're a couple weeks behind, they can catch up. As, as opposed to before, yeah. they had to be home on exactly. Sundays. Exactly. It's so true. How many people in this room like, have calls that appointment through... TV? Yeah, yeah. Right. exactly. Well, it, except it's no longer appointment TV. Yeah. That's what's dead. Right. Is, uh, you know, that's gone. Um, the, uh, that, that was one of the things of Terra Nova was kind of planned to be, it's family television. It's like, well, that's not how it works anymore. Families don't gather around to watch television together anymore. Yeah. I, I saw that scene in Catch Me If You Can. That was in the 50s. Or, or uh, it, it, they, they may, but they won't do it when you want them that's to. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, my, and, my family does, but they watch it off the And TV. beyond that, too, it's like they might be doing it with the young kids. I don't think they're doing it with the teenagers so much. In my, um, in my case, they are, but yeah. I, I think you're probably right. Okay, well, that's cool, but, but, but the point my is still valid. My mom and my sister they, will watch whatever. They may get together, and, you know, but they'll get together on their own time and yeah, not yeah. necessarily but, when the yeah, show is so there. They're doing it on their own time now, so you still don't need the the episodic quality where every episode is its own self-contained story and you're really you're fighting because for a show of bottle episodes yeah, yeah a show of bottle because for years any kind of serial storytelling on television was verboten from the network because exactly yeah. for that to, it, because it, who it, sees every episode and right if they and miss an like, episode they'll never see it again exactly because there's no way to ever Be- see an episode again unless you happen to watch when it's rerun because one time then they'll miss an hour and then they'll forever be behind and never be able to catch up and then they'll they'll give up on the show and that's for a long time, why television, uh, why networks n- did not allow serialized television in yeah. the mainstream stuff, and, it, and it's it, that, completely that's going by the very wayside. common in, in completely changed. Now. It was very yeah. common in sitcoms, and it, it yeah. even to the point where I don't think The Simpsons was the only one who who made fun of it, but a lot of shows would openly make fun of. Right. Well, everything's just back to normal again yeah. right here at the end. Phew, everything's yeah. fine now. It's which true. for a cartoon is, is great, but then when you and because that was. Yeah, that's one of the great successes of Deep Space Nine as a story uh, of the Star Trek franchises because it was really one of the early pioneers, along with Babylon Five, Babylon of telling it yeah. of a serialized story, and that's why Voyager. Uh, big part of why Voyager sucks <laughs> he couldn't so even terribly. Say the word. Oh. <laughs> he actually <laughs> choked on the word. <laughs> why Voyager is so Biden. terrible is because they they went back. <laughs> they got so scared and they they were so worried about the mainstream audience and not losing anybody, and so they were. They retrograded themselves back to doing these bottle episodes, which and is not so stupid them... because Voyager is about a journey from the... very clearly from here to there. Right when the whole <laughs> you know? premise is is, is a voyage yeah. is distinctly it's in the title. The yeah. things would to change voyage. and evolve as they went. The whole premise is so distinctly serial, and then they completely backed away from that because of that exact fear of the appointment television which, fear. Which um, cr- chronologically, which came like was lost before Heroes was lost. Lost the one before that Heroes started before Heroes. Was, yes. was, and was lost the one that really kicked this off? Do you think it certainly? It's, it, I, I well, think it, it kicked off a craze that has yet to go away because uh-huh. now yes. every network wants their show to be right. the next. I think the, they're still looking for the next Lost, right. and that's right. A and that's what Terra Nova is supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, Terra Nova is trying to be the next the Lost, event, but every show is. I think. Remember that? Yeah, the event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Falling tele- skies, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, television as a serial, <laughs> as a as one large story, has existed for a while. You know, Deep Space Nine, Babylon Five, Twin Peaks, which I never saw myself. Uh, X Files, but with spotty success. That actually was a very early, yeah. But yeah, that was you know yeah. that was back when appointment TV actually would happen. I right, mean, we actually would make a point of oh, I'm down. not missing Twin Peaks because I got to see what they're doing this week. So it was you know that storytelling as one you know or television shows as one large overarching story ex- has existed in kind of the niche in the long tail of television for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Lost and to a lesser extent Battlestar and then um, uh, 
Heroes. Heroes, thank you, uh, is is what moved it into the mainstream in the last few years. I remember, and, and even it, it's even started to affect stuff like sitcoms. Now sitcoms yeah. will change. How they'll, I Met they'll, Your Mother is... Yeah, is they'll, they'll, ta- they'll talk sort about of. characters, they'll change a Very character. Very limitedly sort I of. Mean, I mean, <laughs> I remember it was a big deal when, when uh, The Simpsons killed off Flanders' wife. That's right. And it's like she's not coming back. Yeah. That's she's gone. And that's this is there's a, a well, then there defining was, moment here. Didn't they officially the kill show. Kenny? Is they he did, gone now? They officially stopped uh, killing him. They, they, <laughs> no, no, no. There was a, there was They, they ran they, that joke for you know eighteen years, yeah, but then they stopped. They ran that joke for a long time and then they, they had a two part episode where they were like, Kenny is dying. And he's not coming back. This isn't a th- like we're killing Kenny forever. <laughs> oh my God! They killed. Yeah, and they did. They killed Kenny. He's gone now. And he, no, he no, was gone. He was gone for two seasons, and then they were like, "Fuck it, just bring Kenny back." So, so <laughs> Kenny, can they make a big deal out of it? Or no, back no. Literally, literally, there's an episode where uh, the kids were standing around, and like Butters, Butters became more of a character because yeah. he was like replacing Kenny for a little while. But then they were like, "All right, everyone loves Butters, but they miss Kenny. He was iconic and stuff like that." There's literally an episode a couple of seasons later where the kids are doing something. They're standing around, and Kenny just fades up like a ghost. And they're like, oh, hey, Kenny. And that's it. And it's never acknowledged yeah. again. I he never di- gets killed again. It's just that that's just over. Kenny's back, and that, that and aspect. And he, he won't yeah. get killed again. That era is over. He won't yeah. get killed again. <laughs> anyway. I, we, I, uh, love, I love the way that South Park, and to a lesser extent Family Guy, there's just something about they they do their satire so directly, yeah. so just so simply and in your face that it's amazing. Uh, let's move on in the last, oh, we have about nine minutes left on this 30-minute episode of the intermission. Um, Ha-ha. Now, huh. we've talked about all sorts of TV. <laughs> from <laughs> What? I don't, know what he, I don't know what's happening He had his mouth right full, but he didn't want to feel left out at the noises we were making. <laughs> he, tried, exactly. he tried to say Voyager, help him. He's <laughs> <laughs> like a puppy. <laughs> what about the web? What, what, and this is like it's, a whole other intermission episode, but what yeah. content is the web successful is, on the web. The web right now is the next step. It's like you can do anything you want and you won't make a dime. That's, yeah. that's basically how it is. You, you won't make it you will make a dime, but you'll no make a dime, but you you won't <laughs> a dime. And, and no a one dime. but but by the same token, right now you have all the freedom because no one's like, Well, we we have to make money on this. Yeah, They're right. like, We're not gonna make any money, so put all the internet, If you can get somebody to actually sign you a check to make something, then you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Well to, to a certain to, extent. To a certain I extent. mean, actually I'm hopefully I'm hoping you know, I'm gonna test that theory soon i'm hoping because we're trying to make a deal with a about a, a, a web project that has a what i would consider a decent budget nowhere you know one one literally one percent or you know one percent of a feature budget and one tenth of a percent or ten percent of a television episode budget but a bigger budget than i've heard of for most web projects and i'm curious to see how much studio-ish Right. Thumb printing is going to be part of that process because you know I would hope that the trade off is give him a cute dog, exactly. Fucking give him a cute dog, exactly. You know, you know, that, so that's nice. going to be an interesting process if we actually move forward with Pet that dinosaur. project. Yeah, exactly. If we actually move forward with that project, it's going to be very interesting because because my theory is you know and this is based off a project that I did where no one cared what I did and they said great we want to make more of that and it'll be it'll be the typical Hollywood horror story if they then proceed to like try and like shape the next round of the thing I did that is popular because I did what I wanted and no one cared. <laughs> That's why it's popular. And now they're going to try and like make it work. Um, so we'll see. But, but in general, certainly when you're dealing with your own thing and you've got a YouTube channel, do whatever you Go want. And, you, and, and the internet has certainly shown that, and, and this podcast has as well, that it doesn't matter what you do. There are 47 people who will enjoy that goddamn thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there might be 47 people. There might be 4,700 people, 47,000 people. Now you're talking. Run ads and, hey, you, you yeah. know, you've got a living. But, uh, but that doesn't happen that often. 
on a regular basis. You can have a viral video that goes a million hits. Everyone in this room has. But you can't do that every week and buy the Ferrari. So I bought one anyway. That's cool. I'm in debt. No. Okay. <laughs> has there been really anything stopping you from buying a Ferrari, I guess? Well, yeah. As long as you can get the financing. Yeah. I was amazed. I, I got this is a fucking tangent, I'm sorry. I was hanging out at a one of the Hollywood Hill mansions, right? One of those like, oh my god, mansions. Uh I, I was my boss's boss had a thing there, like a premiere party for one of our shows. And I was talking with a guy who didn't own the house, but he's like, we used to live in a house like this, me and five other guys. It was a, like a seven-bedroom mansion, but split, split five ways, it's just a grand a month. It's rent. <laughs> anywhere. You can live in a fucking Hollywood mansion for rent money. It's, like, it's the same thing. I was like, that changes my entire perspective. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I have a goal. Now I have a goal. Uh-huh. Anyway, now, is, has there been something Dorkman? I just, uh, really quick. <laughs> a hand is There has happen. been something Dorkman, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Hello. Um, here I am. No, uh, just, just uh, what, I, what I wanted to say, slightly tangential as well, but if anyone um, is listening, you were talking about the Hollywood horror story and development and mm. stuff like that, and I, I think it's apropos to, to what we're talking about. There's a movie... Um, that I think may have gone direct to video or was very limited release, but it's got like Sigourney Weaver and David Coveney and, and people oh, in it uh, called the TV set. Yes, which is about I it, saw that. Which is about exactly what kind of what we were talking about and what you're talking about. Someone who had a very personal, really, really well done project that everybody loved, and then they decided to fix it, <laughs> <laughs> and and how it just slowly uh, devolves, Mutates. and and how and the the story of Duchovny learning to bend over and take it for the paycheck, basically, right. not to spoil the not to be confused you, with Californication, which is yeah. about David Duchovny, the writer, learning to take it for the paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> Two different things. Totally different things. Has there been? Oh, we could probably, if I had any idea what Californication was about, we could actually probably make that on topic because one's yeah. a movie and one's a TV show. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Californication is um, it, it really, really funny in certain places. And it, it, it matches the uh, booby quota. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. Sure, <laughs> it certainly does. We have uh, four and a half left. Has there been a successful web series? Do we even know what that would mean in a web series? The Guild. Well, that's well, yeah, this, the this question. Well, what, what many ways to gauge success. The right. guild certainly, by many measures, you could certainly like, call us. I, I think yeah. the first one I remember going, "Wow, holy shit! I can't believe how successful that internet produced video series is." Was Red versus Blue? Oh yeah, that yeah, was the first yeah. one. I was that's, like, that's an early... "They got bought by fucking Microsoft." Yeah, yeah. Those guys who were videotaping their screen. In their, yeah, yeah. And, uh, doing the voiceover in their closet. Yeah, yeah. Mach- machinima. That's that's yeah, machinima itself became a thing. Yeah, that's amazing. In the chat, they're saying Ask a Ninja, Doctor Horrible. Well, Doctor Horrible, Doctor Horrible is a one-off. It's not yeah. a series. Well, but, yeah, uh, that too. But, but Ask a Ninja definitely. That, you know, that's Ask a Ninja is a great early um, example. And I met those guys actually, and they 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 did it very smart. They didn't expand. Yeah, that was the smart thing they did. Expand. As in, like, Ask a Ninja was a dude sitting on a bed. They never tried to make yelling a at the camera with anything. a ski mask on. Yeah. Right. yeah. And it never, no matter how successful they got, it never became anything other than that. They didn't suddenly become, you know, Ask a Ninja goes to Mars or anything yeah. like that. You know, they would, they stayed just as cheap from day one. They they expanded. They had suddenly they had crazy guest stars going on, but the core show never became more than just that guy doing his Ask a Ninja shtick. That was the, still the core thing, and that was brilliant because that was what people liked. That was what people came to see. He was able to. Continued to do that for a dollar ninety five while making more and more yeah. money because the show was being you know so he he did it right. So really, all you have to do is make the decision. How do you uh, want to get your creative shit on air? Uh, assuming that you know you're obviously going to, uh, <laughs> you can put it on network television where it will have to be overly simplified into baby food television. But you know, yeah. but here's you, a Ferrari. Here's a Ferrari. You can put it on AMC 
run it for five seasons, accrue a, a fan base slowly, and then watch that ex, you know exponentially grow when Netflix starts carrying it. And buy a nice Lexus. Yes. I like how you're saying this like it's a vending machine. Yeah, it's like you put twenty. That was my setup. Choose your career path. Choose your career. Yeah. 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 Or you can go on HBO uh, with a limited budget, but widescreen. Yeah. Yeah. No and, commercial uh, interruption. You can put nipples in your show. Massively. You can say fuck. And, um, and you can cut people's heads off all day long. Oh, yeah. And you can or buy you a can Corvette. Do, or you can do no. anything you want <laughs> for free on the internet. That's right. Yeah. And that's kind of how we roll. And uh, uh, and keep driving that in Civic. And I, I, <laughs> yeah. I got to say, hey, the, H- the HBO... name is Harrison Ford. Right. The HBO no commercials thing, that takes a little getting used to, to be honest. You sit down... <laughs> yeah. I, when do I go to the bathroom? Yeah, you yeah. sit down or... or you I'm know, used even, to that from watching BBC shows. Even, even watching mm. it on, on DVD or something, you're like, yeah, an hour I've gotten out. But you, your brain is thinking yeah, 40 minutes. minutes. So so you put it in, you're like, God, this is a uh, long show. <laughs> <laughs> I, had that, I had that experience with The Wire. I need to go back yeah, there and you watch go. The Wire now. The Wire being a perfect example yeah. of, as Trapin has pointed out, the, the, the value of DVD, especially DVD, um, where it's like, I hear the wire's good. Oh my god, it's nine seasons long. Well, I've got the weekend. Yeah. Boom, and you've watched the wire. There, you know, that's that's new in in media history. And it's uh, well, we don't really have time to go into this, but I, I was trying to figure out lately. Uh, I was recently, I was slightly <laughs> vindicated when Breaking Bad happened. Uh, the yeah. way it has happened in the last three months versus its you know run, uh, where everyone is suddenly all yeah, about it, Breaking Bad. It hit critical mass somehow. That vindicated, but I was I was wondering. Where did all this American Doctor Who fandom come from? Yeah, that's, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they put it on Netflix. It's a it's a good show. And, and they just, put it on Netflix, and everyone was like, and BBC Bruh. America, BBC America. So it is. They've been playing. Yeah, they've been playing Doctor Who here like forever. They they syndicated on Doctor PBS, Who for a while when PBS, I was nine years old. Yeah, I, it was on to PBS me. Doctor Who is John Pertwee. So that's, Chloe's that's, is uh, Tom Baker. I'm I'm I, I still haven't. I still have not I seen a single episode of Doctor Who. I. I'm not against it. I just haven't got around to it. But it's your hoosist. But it's the same thing. <laughs> exactly what you were saying about Breaking Bad and exactly that question. I was like, where did this come from? Yeah. It just suddenly <laughs> it's, happened. It's over funny the last how it just it's suddenly it clicks over in the zeitgeist and everyone knows about it. Yeah, you know, and so and now now I'm the odd man out. I'm like. Normally, yeah, man. Why don't you have a Doctor Who shirt? Normally, normally yeah. I'd be the guy who who did watch the weird British show that yeah. no one else had watched, and now I'm like, I, now I'm left out. I'm the one out in the cold. That's the thing. The, homework, the, the internet makes it. The internet makes it so much harder to be a hipster because yeah. everybody has gotten to it before you <laughs> that's have. Right. Yeah, that's what I, I tweeted. Yeah. That I said the internet has a problem with nobody being misunderstood. Yeah, <laughs> and for, that's an issue. Not for me because I was into the internet way before all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the intermission. My name is T. Christie. Brian Finifter. Mike Scott. Chase Stokes. Uh, good night. Good night.